This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hams Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're continuing Halloween month with Suspiria. 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 Wrong song. Oh. 2018. To be clear, 2018 version. Yes. Directed by Luca... Quadinero. <laughs> hey, isn't that the guy from the pod races? Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> he lost his power comp week. And then, uh, written by uh, Dario Agento, the characters are based on his original movie, uh, and Daria Nicolodi, and one more credit here. Yeah, whatever, I'm over it. David Krychuk. I think that was the bad guy from X-Files. And then, uh, starring Chloe Grace Moritz, Tilda Swinton, Doris Hick, and And others. Tilda Swinton. What did uh, I say? <laughs> no, you said Tilda Swinton, but she's also in this movie um, again. Oh, uh, gotcha. So, so the the biggest stars being uh, besides Tilda Swinton, uh, Dakota Johnson is the main character, Susie, and Mia Goth as Sarah, who gets a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, Chloe Grace Moretz got top billing, but she's only in the movie for like spoilers, like five minutes. Red herring. Yeah. Yeah. Like Drew Barrymore. Yeah. All right. Um, so, confession, I watched the wrong movie, so I will not be uh, ranking anything today. <laughs> but I'll be asking questions. I have seen the original. It's been years ago, but I've seen the original. So I'll be asking questions to see how stuff kind of lines up. But uh, Well-oiled machine here at Han Shot First. Yes, and it's been mm-hmm. me lately who's been uh, the oiled... The less oiled. The one who's not been greased up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. he is not. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm really early for next week's uh, episode. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, this is your movie, so we'll talk about it. Uh, well, I've always wanted to see Suspiria, but I never really had an excuse to watch. I mean, the original. And then when Amazon came out with like a trailer for this new remake and stuff, I was pretty interested and uh, we're just waiting, really, just waiting for uh, Halloween time to start pushing it. And we finally saw it. And I was, eh, mostly enjoyed it. But it was disappointing, also. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, so, yeah, never seen this before watching this uh, yesterday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was not really aware of the original and some of the movie sites that I that I visit uh, had given this some buzz but yeah I kind of flew it out of the radar and then Alex you know brought it up for Halloween month here so here we are mm-hmm. also sorry for the runtime I had no idea it was that long <laughs> yeah I was, I, might... I was a little dismayed when I when I started watching like I, I checked that out first I was like oh yeah over two and a half hours, folks. Yeah, I don't think I would have picked this movie if I knew the runtime beforehand. All right, and like I said, I didn't see this, but 
I saw the original, and I mentioned this before, that Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments, and this was on there. That's how I learned about it, and I quickly watched it. Hey, and, me too. And I uh, wasn't a big fan of the original either, but we'll see how you guys like this one. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. We each, except for me, talk about seven items from the movie. <laughs> Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven, and right off the bat, something that's just, yeah. It, it, the the climax was very disappointing. Uh, I don't think it was filmed particularly well, and there's just uh, I don't know if they ran out of budget or time or something, but there was just CGI blood everywhere, and that was that was a big turnoff. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I have more to say about this later. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll, I'll take it a step further. And and say, I I I was almost laughing. At yeah, <laughs> how ridiculous it was. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Um, yeah, I I don't think it was a budget thing. It was just uh, that no. was supposed to be yeah. the climax of the. It definitely wasn't good CGI, but you know. No. Nope. The the yeah. the CGI blood really never looks good though. It doesn't. It it should be used like as an artistic choice, like in uh, Dread. Yeah. That was awesome, and it was all CGI, mostly all CGI yeah. blood and everything. Yeah. It looked fantastic. I mean, they because they yeah. they figured out like murdering people, like the part of mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> move forward, people getting shot in the head by like a decade. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't just about the blood. Mm-hmm. So what's the issue? Is it because it didn't look real? It was too much. It was just obvious CG. It was it was obvious. All of that. It was obvious. It was too much. Um, and the whole scene was like too, in my opinion, way too brightly lit. It, it like did away with all the like mood. It like it was a complete tonal shift almost that yeah, happened. It was almost yeah. like a different movie. Yeah, they dropped a lot of like thematic stuff that they brought forward that point which i'll get into mm-hmm. later um, yeah, i, I don't know how the original end but i imagine it was similar there was just like this big blood orgy spoilers mm-hmm. yeah because i want to say the original it, the everything was like over hyper real like it was just super bright blood like didn't let that's how the original was too very over the top blood but it didn't look like blood it was almost like hot pink blood or something like that okay, so, oh, okay. so this um like multiple people like one at a time like their heads explode okay <laughs> I, that, that may happen I don't remember I just know the, the there's a lot of blood and it's very but it's like pretty it was, I don't know how to no, describe this was it. not that okay no, no, yeah no, no. alright alright well Scott what's your number seven number seven is they they tied a lot of the 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 plot at least the plot moving forward to what what was going on in real life, something that actually happened, um, mm-hmm. all, all the stuff that happened with the RAF, um, you know, in, in 1970s Germany, uh, the the Red Army faction, not the Royal Air Force, uh, and they kept going back and spending time on these news stories, and uh, you know, they they would talk about these people, and I, I imagine it was real audio and video. Yeah. Um, and it must have been at least, I don't know, five minutes of the movie. Well, maybe not quite that much, but 
Like, they just kept going back to this, and it didn't amount to anything. It was just kind of a way to show that, oh, hey, guys, we actually are in the 1970s. Like, yeah. Other than that... Or like a it, set dressing. Yeah, it, it really didn't tie into anything at all. Um, other than just to show that other, other miserable things were happening. Uh, and I think they were... Everybody was talking in rumors about one of the girls, the missing one. Was What's her name? The first one? Yes, so they mentioned that she she was, like, a, like part, a, of sympathizer. That, a part of that crowd. Yeah. But other than that, there was no reason to keep going back to that. Yeah. So I don't even mm -hmm. think I don't even think it was supposed to be like a red herring. It was just uh, I, I don't know. It's like a Forrest Forrest Gump esque bit of like history that was actually going on to, to tie the world together, but didn't work. Hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number six. Jeff, what's your number seven? I don't have one. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, my number six, and this is something that I'm usually annoyed by, but I was glad that they did it in this movie. And that's not immediately, but a little bit afterwards. They kind of had like some sort of vague explanation that let me tie things together a little, like a bit as to what was happening. Um, it didn't really bother me in this movie. Like there was a bit where... Um, well, I'll get into like my second favorite scene and whatnot, but there uh, something like supernatural happened, and then you have a scene with the witches talking about, oh, I, you know, I, that was unexpected, and then see this happening. Her, our emotions must have been tied to her dancing, blah blah, this and that. And I was like, okay, you know, that's kind of what I suspected, and it, they did that a couple times, and it didn't really bug me because um, this movie is like. With some of the scenes and some of the, oh yeah, the dream sequences and stuff like that, it can get a little bit um, confusing, uh, it, it, a little, you know, art housey and stuff like that, so eh, it didn't really bug me. So I, I, I like, the not knowing the why didn't bother me, but there were a couple points, and this didn't make my list, but there were a couple points where the the internal logic of like what they were able to do and not do... Uh, just kind of faltered a little bit. Yeah, that was a bit weird. It just like whatever yeah. kind of the plot needed at that point, they were kind of able to do. Mm. So it was not all that entertained by their abilities. Hmm. Okay, Scott, yeah. you didn't like them poking the cop's penis. Did not with like the that. Th with the with the thing. No. <laughs> it's like oh, I was waiting for that thing to go through it. I was like, please don't. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. So my number six is is I <laughs> I I I suppose I wasn't supposed to, but I did not care for the dancing. Uh, oh, you didn't? No. It, oh man. I get that it's it was supposed to be modern dance, um, you know. In uh, I mean, some of it at the very last. Well, not the last scene, but the one where they put on the performance. Yeah, is Bulk. is okay, but it's just them just kind of rotating around and like hitting the ground, and it just it didn't do anything for me. You know, I, it, it's it's tough in these movies when you're supposed to have you know these these actors be dancers or comedians and stuff, and whatever the the thing that they're doing isn't really that good in real life. 
That's kind of how I felt like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good oh, you want a Jabberwockies to come out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it! So it's like the Aaron Sorkin had that show. It was like uh, Studio Forty Seven on the Sunset Strip or whatever. That was like an analog to Saturday Night Live, uh, and so every show, every episode, they'd show them performing the show. But it was never funny, but in the show, people loved it. You know, <laughs> like, there was kind of a suspension of disbelief that I was never able to get over. Um, and that, it just, it, it was good in the sense that it was supposed to be disturbing. Um, and it, it kind of was, uh, for the purposes of, of the plot and stuff. But, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. At two and a half hours, they could have cut some of that out. I disagree, but we'll get to that. Up on my list. Ooh. All right. Controversy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alex, what's your number five? My number five is the makeup slash special effects that, uh, for the most part, I really liked. Because in the first, let's say, two-thirds of the movie, they, they use CG and digital manipulation stuff very subtly in, in a very, like, good, restrained manner. That really lends itself to the creepiness and uh, was very effective and was very gross in, in parts. In, in a good way, you know, for a horror movie. Uh, they had later on, you know, they had a suit. Although, it, you know, <laughs> in the last scene, the the old another Tilda Swinton character. She's like the uh, Eddie Murphy in this movie. Yeah, she is. But she was in a really gross, like, almost... <laughs> Pizza the Hut lady suit with hands everywhere and everything. That was yeah, just an awesome suit. It's like so disgusting. It's like, ugh. I wish they would have used it a little bit better, but it was it was an awesome, you know, prosthetic, you know, makeup job. Everything was, you know, fantastic. Up until, you know, the CGI blood and the heads exploding and whatnot. Yeah. There's, there's some disturbing stuff there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the broken bone... Uh, when her foot falls through, oh, I always hate that. Even in Dante's speak, you know, that always makes me puke. You know the thing that they creeped me out the most was the the portrait in the hidden room. Oh yeah, that it was all like, made out of hair, uh, hair frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is this is um like as I kind of mentioned in the original, everything's super bright and like day glow. No, is it, uh, it's, it's no, not. everything's kind of dreary. Yeah, dreary mm-hmm. and dark and uh, yeah. muted color color yeah. palette. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right, uh, Scott. Number five. Uh, number five. Speaking of prosthetics, uh, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, Tilda Swinton got to to wear a prosthetic old man dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And show that thing off. Um, so, in the basically like the second scene. Maybe the third scene with Tilda Swinton as the old German doctor man. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's that's clearly makeup." And then I'm like, "Who is it?" I bet it's Tilda Swinton. And then I'm like, "Okay." So I kept waiting the whole movie for that to be some kind of big reveal to tie in the plot somehow. Nope. It was just Tilda Swinton playing a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and they I was reading some of the trivia. Uh, they said that. Uh, it was 
given to her because they, you know, all the other primary roles were, were played by women. So they figured, sure, let's have her play the, the old German doctor. Uh, but having recognized that that was her very early on, uh, I I was just distracted the whole time. No. I was just, like, analyzing, like, okay, is she doing this old man thing? Eh. Like, it started to, to fall apart a little bit. I mean, obviously, she's a, you know, a phenomenal actor. But, like, once I figured it out, I was like, eh. And it just became a distraction. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, in the end, it was not worth it to have her play that character. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get over the fact that I'm like, oh, that still just went the whole time. Yeah, no, I could see that. That was spoiled for me before I saw the movie, like, months ago. Yeah, I had no so, idea. Yeah, I didn't really mind it, just because my mindset was already kind of used to it. Okay. Like, I was expecting her, it's pretty good makeup, she did a fine job acting like an old yeah no it was it was it was good makeup it just didn't hold up after being in the mood like in every other scene yeah so i don't know jeff did the original movie feature a woman playing an old german man for most of the movie i don't remember but um is a tilde a punctuation (laughs) yes not that spelling not the way she spells her name but yes it's yeah. considered punctuation. All right. <laughs> That's all I got to add. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is this movie. I have the same feelings about some of the stuff in this movie as I do in H.R. Giger paintings, which is there's a lot of Penises. boner confusion. <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. Oh, you had a full-on rager? <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't confused at it's, all. It's, Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see some of this stuff and some of the dancing things going on, and they're like, oh, that's pretty erotic, and then something else happens, like, oh, okay. So so, so I agree that it's it's definitely, certain, certain scenes are very sexualized, especially with uh, Susie. Uh, but, yeah, I never, <laughs> I, was more, I was more, like, disturbed than anything else. Well, yeah. So was I. And so was my boner. Alright. Learned more about Alex than we wanted to know. Hmm. Alright. Uh, where are we well, at? Well, it was only at halfway. Barely. Half-mast. Yeah. Because there's this, like, ooh, he went down immediately after some of that stuff. Alright, now. Scott, number four. <laughs> okay. Number four is that... You don't uh, want to hear more about my boner? <laughs> no. Not, not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, proportionally, <laughs> I think we've talked about all we can about it. Oh, that's true. Uh, so, the the gothic horror here is actually really solid. Yeah. Uh, like, So, I have not seen the original. But here, yeah, everything is, is dreary. Um, it's snowing or raining a lot outside. Most of the movie takes place like, inside... Uh, all all of the the matrons they all smoke like chimneys. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that was like a oh it's the seventies everybody smokes choice or something about them being like immortal witches that they're like yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna smoke. Um, the the way everybody like hints at things happening but you don't actually see it for a while. Um, yeah, it's you know traditional gothic horror. I I, I don't know how much this plays into. Like the stuff Argento was doing, 
Uh, I don't know that I really watched much of his stuff or other Italian horror movies. Um, Some good ones. Yeah, I've, I've never really delved into that. Uh, Off to gore. But, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I did like uh, all the, the stuff being kind of hinted at here. Um, there definitely is a, a, a religious overtone here, which I'll talk a little mm. bit more about later. Uh, that that kind of plays into that, um, but yeah, just kind of the muted um, colors. The, there's like a lot of whispering going on. Uh, That's from the original. I remember that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff. A lot of panting, uh, like more heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of goes out the window with the the the, tele, the telepathy, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the I, I I did like this, like for the kind of horror that it was until the end, anyway. All right, Alex, number three. My number three kind of goes along with what Scott was saying with all the whispering and stuff, but the music and the audio was fantastic. And it was Tom York. Thom Thom York. Thom Tommy Yorkie. Thom Thom York. Of Radiohead. That did the music, and it was really good. I was like kind of very moody. Um, there was a lot of silence used effectively in this film, and that lent itself to uh, you know a lot of like the heavy breathing and panting that made them like added to the uncomfortableness of some of the dancing scenes and whatnot. I'll tell you, what was making yeah. was making me more comfortable to dancing than anything else is that. They make them do that shit forever in some of those scenes. Oh yeah, like they put like, those, damn, they put they those must poor women through the ringer. Jesus Christ, because you know, mm-hmm. like they had to do multiple takes, like just to have them dance all day. Wonder or, if like, they had other dancers, it. like everybody had a double to swap in to some of the like the background scenes and it's stuff. Possible. I, I imagine most of them actually were like professionally trained. No, yeah, absolutely. Well, even uh, Dakota Johnson, like in the trivia, said she trained for a couple of years going into this part like ballet well, there it is okay uh, Scott's number three <laughs> yeah, number three. yeah. Uh, so we already talked about it a little bit but the 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 final sequence is just laughably gory uh, so uh, there's a couple scenes before that and I'll talk about at least one of them um, and then you get to the end, and people's heads are exploding. Um, one poor girl gets disemboweled, which actually was some, a decent bit of gore. Yeah, that um, one was pretty cool. It's like, yeah. and she was still alive. Yeah. So I was watching this movie while I was eating. By the way, that was a poor choice on my part. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just it's just so weird, and then. It ends with, like, her on, th- on the platform just kind of spinning around talking about how beautiful it all is. And and, it, and I get that it's supposed to be weird, but at that point it was just, like, they were like, all right, we just need to end this somehow. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it didn't it didn't do much for me. The, the her, like, chest mouth thing? Yeah, chest vagina. That uh, yeah, I had a tongue, so yeah, more like a mouth. I'd, 
yeah, I figured it was like for swallowing souls or whatever, but um, like that was a cool bit of uh, like I don't know how much that was makeup and CGI, but it looked like it was all CGI. Yeah, okay, that that was okay. But just about everything else in that scene was lame. Uh, I mean, the ha I guess the the hair dresses they were wearing were creepy. Oh, yeah, that was gross. Yeah, did they ever, Alex? Did they ever explain what they did with the urine? Because I don't think I caught that. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think that might have just been like, I don't know. Yeah. I I imagine like high end dance troops like that expect their dancers to be completely clean, free of drugs and stuff. Right. No, I get, I get why they the excuse. I know. <coughs> for them collecting. Maybe the. But the witchcraft side of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine there was a like, more sinister. Maybe like <laughs> maybe it was they just actually just sent it to the doctor yeah, to maybe, get it yeah, tested. Maybe, maybe it was actually on the level. Just okay. put litmus test on it. Yeah. Okay, they're clean. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they can perform the ritual. Yeah, for for those uh, with uh, any kind of fetish uh, sensibilities, if anybody wants to watch Dakota Johnson pee in a cup, this is your movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right then. Was that her? Or was you drinking the pee? No, yes. my wine. Oh, all right. Well, let's tell us your number two. <laughs> my number two is uh, horrific, but I call it the breakdancing scene because <laughs> essentially that's what it is. Oh my gosh, Susie is doing the lead dance after one of the dancers like kind of quits because she's angry and she's hurt that another dancer left. It's a whole thing. It's a whole like dance drama thing. But then she feels ill. So, the, so the what you're saying is she's about to get served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she did. She the uh other dancer that left finds herself like in this hall of mirrors where they did like an audition before and uh when Susie starts dancing you kind of get the, your first taste of like a supernatural thing going on in the movie and her dance moves are in tune to uh the other dancer sarah no not sarah susie. patricia olga susie oh susie no the one olga. that's in olga yeah olga the one that's in the the uh hall of mirrors uh room she starts getting flung like impossibly across the room she gets slammed into uh, the mirrors and stuff in the wall. And then Susie does some moves and then like that twists Olga's arms like impossibly and she starts contorting and breaking her neck and jaw and she starts, her face starts like like aging and melting at the same time like she's rotting. Ugh, it was so gross. And it, like this was built up over like what, 40, 45 minutes? Maybe an hour? Uh, the movie of um, just being like a slow build-up. I don't think they're that... Yeah, it was... Somewhere between 30 and 45, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this was like a real shock, and it was very effective. Because I did not see this coming at all. And like, at the at the very end, she's almost like... This is a real testament to her physicality, because she was... I believe she was contorted for real like that no, she for a while. Like, like they, they said that, yeah, she was actually like, like hyper flexible so that she actually could oh, okay. like twist herself up like that that's awesome because that looked fantastic with just a little bit of makeup and just the tiniest bit of cg to like emphasize a few parts it was like a, a perfect horror scene 
So, it was phenomenal. so like I couldn't even really spot any of the like I don't I I think they barely used any special effects in that scene like yeah because she was like a trained dancer with all that flexibility, so they just had her kind of go nuts, and like edited it all together. Got more to say about it in a second. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was. Are cool. you gonna talk talk about the end? I did. I was laughable. No, not the the end of this scene. Where after the dance oh, oh, I'll have a little bit more to say about it, yeah. Okay, I'll leave that okay. for later then. All right, then. Uh, Scott, number two. Number two. So, <laughs> we, we, I usually don't try to delve too much into, like, like what a movie's got going on thematically. Um, mostly because I'm an idiot, but also because <laughs> when we do stuff like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's like, well, the theme was... <laughs> Pretty much the title, so yeah. <laughs> it's all right there for anybody that's really trying to delve deep into it. You know, it was uh, a story about the struggle of the human spirit. Um, <laughs> this... We struggled; our spirit struggled watching that thing. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So thematically, this movie just doesn't hold up. I think mean, maybe because it was too long, um, but I felt like they just kind of ditched a lot of stuff that had gone for it early on. Yeah. Um, hey, Jeff can comment on this. Like the first, I felt like the first half hour to forty-five minutes, like every scene there was like a lot of mirrors, or the camera was filming into a mirror to, to c- catch what people were saying and doing. Yeah. Um, and there's like that that you know that led into the as Alex called it the, the break dance. Um, it's all mirrors again. Um, shattered mirrors are used several times. Like, I don't know, dream sequences? Flashback uh, dream sequences, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, early on, the Tilda Swinton is the old German psychiatrist. Um, as he's tr- trying to treat uh, Patricia's character. Yeah. Um, writes down the word simulac- simulacrum, which is basically another word for, like, a mirror image. Um, the whole movie takes place in Germany, so you have West and East Berlin. You know, again, you get that duality, um, and the the way that the witchcraft kind of works is they do something, and then something else happens somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of is mere like um, almost like there's two worlds kind of going on here, um, and then it just all kind of goes away. Um, you know, there's there's which disappointing. Like in the final sequence, yeah, there's like there's no mirrors at all in that in the. I don't know, the dance pit. I don't know what the hell to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no mirrors. Um, there's nothing to really suggest that that there's more than one of anything. Um, the there, there's some, There was a couple of things, like I read in the trivia, that I don't think they really made clear, where the Susie character was actually a twin. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that ever was made manifest anywhere. Um, so again, it's a lot of um, a lot of that stuff mm. that didn't really pay off. Yeah, I didn't uh, get that at all. Maybe it, would, it was on the cutting room floor. Yeah, uh, there, there's some other themes going on here. I, I, I won't even try to comment on motherhood and and uh, all that entailed, and you know, with all the women and how the the older women were, you know, taking advantage of the younger, and something about how women can band together but can also be horrible to. I don't know. Because that, that didn't really strike me all that much. Um, 
by the end of the movie. And then something just about art as well, about how, um, you know, you've, you've got to sacrifice everything to, to be an artist or something. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it seemed like a lot of that stuff going on throughout the whole movie, and then it just kind of dropped it at the end, uh, disappointingly. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they never, never was going anywhere, but they focused on a lot of this stuff so much. Um, you know, especially, again, the motherhood and uh, all the mirrors. And for them to just kind of have it all peter out after two and a half hours. And yeah, that's my number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeff. Damn it. I'm muted. Yeah. yeah. I, don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember anything about mirrors, as you're asking, but... Uh, it's been so long. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> all right, number one, Alex. My number one, overall, I really did like the uh, the dancing, all the physicality, the performances uh, were fantastic. Dance, it's been a while. Magic dance. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of the arts. It's been a while since I've been to uh, any life theater or a performance dance piece or anything like that. So, seeing one life, it's kind of uh, uh, rekindled my interest a bit. But it was cool. I like Volk. It was, like, real and brutal and, uh, well, real, of course. They're real dancers, you idiot. But it was pretty brutal. It was, like, a type of interpretive dance that I hadn't seen before. Uh, I kept, a lot of popping and locking. <laughs> I, kept, I kept thinking of uh, the, uh, the landlord from The Big Lebowski. Oh, <laughs> Uh, what's her face? Redhead? No, 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 no. The the guy, so he lets the it's a guy. He lets Lebowski like slide on the paint rent because Lebowski goes to see his show at like the local community center, and he's doing that weird interpretive dance. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, I thought it was cool, and even though the way uh, when um, Olga was in the in the studio with all the mirrors and she was contorting and breaking herself apart it was a it was a bit of a dance it was all set to like the beat they were going to Susie's audition was fantastic uh yeah I was a big fan of all the dancing if, if the if you cut out all, like a lot of the supernatural and horror elements and stuff this could be like a nice uh dance drama type of thing <laughs> would have cut out a lot of running time too <laughs> all right well scott what's your number one okay so my number one is uh i have it written down here is the mirror dance uh the the break dance so alex set it up pretty well um but again this woman gets trapped into a, a room that's just full of mirrors and yeah, her body's forced across the room and the the actress doing this does a fantastic job like physically of contorting herself, throwing herself against stuff, and honestly, it's it's one of the most brutal scenes that I that I can remember ever seeing on film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of something that was like more gruesome, uh, because even though at that point anyway, it's not she's not getting sliced open or crushed or anything, but the 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 Foley artist does a fantastic job here with all the the cracks and stuff. Oh and, yeah, and the the. The actress is screaming the whole time, and it's just so brutal. And then, um, like, at one point, she, like, simultaneously is, like, spitting up, like, spinal fluid by, by peeing herself. Um, 
it's just super comfortable. And then it ends with her, like like Alex said, like she looks like something from the ring where she's all desiccated. Yeah. Um, like, ugh. And like she's she's got the. I, I don't. I've never actually seen anybody do this in real life, but she's got like the white vomit. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, like Bishop from uh, yeah, Aliens. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's spinning up and she's just like glassy eyed. And you think, okay, well, at least she's dead finally. Like, this is so fucking horrible. And then the, the other witches show up. And one of them says, and I was kind of pissed that this one witch didn't get her comeuppance, by the way. Because she's like the most horrible one out of the entire group. Yeah. Um, but she's like alive at the end. Um, she says, oh, we mustn't hurt Olga. And then, like, four of them, like, each take, like, special delight with these, like, uh, they're, they're kind of like meat hooks. Yeah, but they also look like ribs. Like, they could be, like, the rib bone of something, but just metal. Yeah, I thought about that. But, yeah, these, these, yeah. Me- these metal hooks, and they, they basically, like, jab them through, like, her different limbs while she's all contorted, and then they carry her off. And you hear her... Like, suddenly, like, kind of groan, like, uh-huh, as they, like, stab through her, because she's, like, incapable at that point of even screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, like, just capped off, like, one of the most gruesome scenes, like, like, like so we've been watching, watching, hor- we've been watching horror movies this whole month, um, and, uh, you know, talking about all of them, this is easily the most gruesome scene out of anything we've talked about for Halloween this month. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the mirror dance definitely is is a bit of horror. That's the the kind of the marquee moment in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So the one thing I kept waiting for you guys to say, but you didn't. So it sounds like maybe this replaces the one in the original, where she gets her. She's cut open, and then her still. Beating heart is there, and that gets the beating heart gets stabbed. And then she falls through a plain glass window, and then on the way down, her neck gets tangled up in some wire, and she gets hung. No, nothing about that. I guess there was some famous scene with maggots in the first one. There was, there was like a, a couple scenes with some worms, but that was about it, like earthworms. Oh uh, yeah, like bloody yeah, earthworms. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Was do you remember the maggot scene, Joe? I don't, but like I guess it's, okay. it's been a while. Um, all right, you guys have any honorable mentions? Um, so, let's talk a little bit about the, the actresses here. Um, they actually did a really good job. Uh, mm-hmm. Dakota Fanning. Fanning. Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, does a really good job as like an ingenue until um, she kind of flips. And Jade they, Angelou? Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, I, I could her her coming into her power was kind of weak, uh, but like yeah, but she was good. The the one they did, had to do like all the heavy lifting was the the Sarah character, yeah, in the middle of the movie. That was awesome. Uh, she's the one that she had to great. kind of play like the audience surrogate there. Uh, yeah, Mia Goth was really good. Uh, Matilda Swinton's just weird, good and weird. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to mention that. Alright. Any for you, Alex? Uh, not really. Nah. I like the, uh, the, the trap that they set with all the holes that started appearing when Sarah was, uh, coming back and then she breaks her leg. Ugh. 
that was gross. He didn't really mention that one. Plus all the other dancers that they had trapped that were slowly decaying and they had like some yeah. limbs cut Yeah, that was a cut that was pretty horrific scene. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, it's time for you guys to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. So Alex, what would you rate this? I'm going to give this a 4. Mostly because the uh, just the climax scene and everything was just so disappointing that it kind of marred like the rest of the film and yeah like Scott said it dropped a lot of the themes that it was building up to but it was still like really strong with uh, the the mirror and the 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 mirror room and the contorting and all the other like the subtle use of special effects and all that was phenomenal it was just that last bit. So two-thirds of this movie is, like, really, really good. It's solid. All right. Scott? I'm uh, also going to give this a four. Uh, there's some some standout uh, whore scenes in this. Uh, whore. Whore. And, uh, you know, just overall, there's some, some cool imagery. Um, a little uh, too long, and, again, it, it kind of loses its way at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would. No, no rush to watch this again immediately, but uh, maybe nah. down the road. All right, fair enough. Uh, what's our crossover topic this week, Alex? Uh, interpretations of fairy tales in film and uh, what have you. Interpretations. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know about this this one, not so much, but I heard that the original Suspiria is kind of like an interpretation of Alice in Wonderland. Well, you're getting my, my five fairy tales, so there it is. <laughs> All right. Well, well-oiled machine. As we I say, can't comment. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number five is the interpretation of Hansel and Gretel with Jeremy Renner and uh, What's-Her-Face. Uh, and then... Jenna Arterton. Yeah, and then Ivana on a top. <laughs> what? Uh, Jean Grey from the X-Men movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Famke Jansen. Yeah, Famke Jansen. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, Ivana, it's, it's... Ivana on a top was not her name. <laughs> on a top was, you're, you're half right. Okay. Mm. Ivana that movie's just Ivana yeah. <laughs> Nope. That movie's just stupid fun. That one... They could have used a bit more CGI blood. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of weird. What, Hansel and Gretel? No, with more blood. Yeah. You didn't see that one? No. Oh, that's a stupid action movie. They kill a lot of witches. Mm-hmm. Wait. No, man, I'm thinking of Snow White and the Seven Huntsmen or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that piece of trash. Yeah. Nope. All right. Scott, which number five? Okay, so my number five is uh, going to start with the video games, um, Ooh. and uh, that would be uh, a beautifully, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the term, uh, drawn, animated uh, game called Odin Sphere. Uh, oh, I'm playing through that right now. Yeah. Odin Sphere, Lifter Sphere. Li- Life Freezer. 
Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, so the the whole um, story takes place um, through this this little girl in an attic, um, basically leafing through this book, um, and as sh- as the the story progresses, you get to all these different characters and. Um, it keeps cutting back, and again, it's just this girl in this book, and so the whole thing is just framed through this uh, uh, fairy tale style um, imagining, um, and yeah, like never-ending story. She's up in an attic reading a book. Yep, exactly like that. Uh, and depending on if, you know if you get the real endings, you know you start to to really get the the fairy tale themes. Um, a lot of it's based on mythology, but um, you know there's the whole like kind of forbidden love, princes and princesses, and uh, there's fairies, <laughs> um, and, and some of it dragons. ends. Yeah. Some of it ends like is very bittersweet. Um, so that's one thing for Alex. Uh, Thank you. It's it's yeah, it's definitely worth a play. And and again, it's uh, it is it's made by a Japanese company named Vanillaware. And if if you don't mind kind of the the anime style, the slight or hyper-stylized um, characters, then it's definitely worth a play. Mm-hmm. Fantastic artwork. Yeah. Environments, the characters, it's got this painterly uh, art style. It's And it's amazing if you watch it like in high def. Because this was... Uh, they recently... Well, a couple of years ago, they did a re-release for PS4, but this was a PS2 game back in the day. Yeah, so the, the remake makes it yeah. more user friendly. Really? Cool. Yeah, it's a lot. I got the good one. Yeah. The controls are awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought we were doing fairy tale adaptations, which. Yeah. Okay. We well, said interpretations. I don't know. That's well, the same. Same thing. Okay. Even and, Scott's number five was an interpretation yeah. adaptation. Well, I'm just so. saying, and I'm going to come. I mean, mine are all going to be Disney movies because I. I that's all I know. No, so, that's fine. Um, my number si- uh, sorry, five is Cinderella. It's very basic, but uh, the ones I remember. And I also going to tell you, I don't know which ones. What's a what constitutes a fairy tale either? By the way. Um, so, but I'm pretty sure Cinderella does count. <laughs> yeah, fairy godmother. Yeah, you're yeah, in. Got it. Uh, this, this the glass slipper fits. It's been uh, like 30 years since I've watched this movie. Probably longer. I think it's a it story where something just magical happens, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a fairy godmother. She she gets the guy at the end, and then the little mouse says, Happy birthday! When they give her her dress so she can go to the ball. That's what I remember. And then the clock strikes midnight, and she turns into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Or something turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my number five. Uh, Alex. My number four is the stage production of Into the Woods. I forget where I saw I think I saw it in one of my college classes, and we just spent like a day, a couple days just watching and breaking down uh, the stage play of Into the Woods. And it was fantastic. It's a uh, what's-his-face in Hammerstein? Schnitzel in Hammerstein? <laughs> it's Rodgers and Hammerstein? Yeah, they, yeah, you go. Thank Schnitzel. you. You sure it's not? It's not Sondheim? Is it Hammerstein? Was it Sunheim? Maybe. Well, yeah, I'm confusing my guys. Anyways, uh, it it takes place in a world where all of the you know fairy tale princes and princesses and 
fairies and witches and stuff all live in the same world and they interact and they have this whole uh, story in there. Uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't seen the movie. I heard it was so-so, but the stage production is fantastic. If you can find, like... Because they did a recording with, like, um, in the late 80s, early 90s of the stage production with, at the time, like, pretty good, like, mid-tier actors like from TV and film and whatnot. So I recommend if you can find it. All right. I've never heard of it. Alec, uh, Scott. Okay. Uh, my number four is, uh, it's a, I, I don't I, I guess it would be an indie movie, even though it was, uh, produced by, um, not Drew Barrymore. Yeah, the Drew, uh, is this Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. Uh, Drew Carey. <laughs> the other other Drew. Uh, damn it. Uh, anyway, it's a movie called Penelope. Uh, Penelope. Stars, stars uh, <laughs> Christina Ricci. Uh, not my Ricci. There. Now, now you guys can't say it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> That's a peachy Woody Woodpecker. Peachy. <laughs> so, uh, this one follows the more of a, a traditional structure for a fairy tale. Um, and it follows this family that's gonna, that gets a curse put on it and results in a, uh, a girl being born to them, this rich family who has uh, a pig nose, basically. Um, so they, they hide her away. And the only way to, to break the, the the curse is for her to find true love. Um, I don't know. It's a cute little movie. Uh, to blame. To blame. <laughs> uh, I think definitely worth a watch. Um, it's got the dink in it. Uh, it's nice. got Professor X. Uh, oh. Which one? McAvoy. Uh, Mr. Tumnus. Got Nick Frost for half for a hot minute. Yeah, so Penelope. Penelope. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. All right. Um, on to my number four, which once again it's a Disney movie. Once again, I don't know if it's technically a fairy tale, but Wally. <laughs> no, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Noise. I don't think that's a fairy tale. Though. That's like a novel, right? <laughs> yeah, they all started as books too, but still, that's grass. a fairy tale. You mean through the looking glass? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that's as a fairy tale, just like a not even a book. It's like a I don't know, whatever. Alice in Wonderland. She eats shrooms. Yeah, that counts. No, no, right. I think I think it could be something that's written first, and then it's written as a fairy tale. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, magic okay. happens. It doesn't have to be yeah. like folk tale or folklore or whatever. Ah, okay. All right. Well, then, good. Glad it counts. She. Uh, yeah. That was my. I think it was my. I don't know why it's not top of my list, though, but I think it was my favorite movie as as a kid. We had a few Disney movies on VHS when I was a kid, and this was one of them, and I remember liking it the most, I think. Not sure if it was because of the shrooms, if it was because <laughs> of the rabbit, or it was because of her. I don't know. It's just my favorite. She grew really big and burst through the ceiling of the house. Yeah. And it just it eat me. <laughs> oh, so by Drew, I meant Reese Witherspoon. There gotcha. There, there you go. Yeah. You were close. Yeah, very close. 
<laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is a movie that was started off by what's that guy from The Shining? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, The Shining. Nick oh, Jackson. Damn it, his name escapes me for some reason. Danny. No, the director. Oh, Kubrick. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Scott, damn it. I can't think today. I need more wine. Stanley Kubrick started it, and it had to be finished off by uh, Steven Spielberg, which is why you get the sappy ending, and not the real ending that happens like 30 minutes beforehand. But AI, oh. starring one <laughs> Haley Joel Austin. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Eyes Wide Shut for a second. I was like, where's it <laughs> going with this? Yeah, Fidelio, let's fuck. Nope. AI. It's a modern or a futuristic uh, telling of Pinocchio. It's really cool, really disturbing. Uh, a weird cameo by uh, Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, I mostly recommend that movie too. Yeah, I like that movie. Oh, I what 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 was the real ending? The one where he's just at the bottom of the ocean and he repeatedly just wishes because he's at the statue. And then credits should have started rolling in right there. Wait, this is your opinion or that's the real ending? No, that's my opinion. Oh. And I, you know, if Kubrick was alive, I don't know. He, you know, I don't think he would have been afraid of a downer ending. But Spielberg had to bring in in the robots that looked like aliens from the future to revive him and give him one more day with his genetically engineered mom. If Kubrick was alive, he'd be rolling over in his grave. Mm Mm-hmm. Kubrick was alive, he'd be yelling at Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> Poor Shelley. It's like he just randomly calls her up. <laughs> Damn it, Shelley! Alright. Uh, I like that movie. The ending, I... Th- uh. It could have been better, but I still thought it was kind of... It's still not a nice ending. He's fucking down there for how many years, and then... And met should have rolled. He's just down there forever until his batteries run out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, number three. Number three is something that we reviewed. Geez, a while ago now, I guess. Uh, Predator. And, uh, the ultimate fantasy. Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ultimate fantasy. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about the line from Brandon Lee, but anyways, uh. Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Rough. Uh, which is equally beautiful and tragic. Uh, and, you know, definitely follows the structure of a, of a classic fairy tale with a little girl going on, on a journey uh, <laughs> to, to, well, without spoiling anything, in case people haven't seen it, to mm-hmm. try to save something. Um, and yeah, definitely worth a watch if anybody's never seen Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, and you kind of get to see how Joker got that smile. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> Let's put a smile on that face. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's a good one. I, th- I thought about that, but I'm sticking with Disney. I'm going to be happy today. That's not a Disney movie? No. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? Disney movies are the worst. Like, I know. All of them have like a dead parent or parents that are about to die in the beginning or... Or in the a beginning. horrible step parent, or, or yeah, or somebody that's like a horrible parent. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my next one is about... It's not weird at all. It's about a little wooden... Some weird dude who makes a little wooden boy and pretends it's his kid. Nothing weird with that. Oh, well, it came alive. I don't wish anything in my living room to come alive. <laughs> Especially not that clown. What about that Tauntaun? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put your little Tauntaun in the cupboard that you found over at your grandma's house. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe it'll come alive. What the, what the fuck's the name of that book? Indian in the Cupboard? What was the name? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I'm going to put... Wait, what else do I got to put in there? Then I'm going to put in a little uh, wampa in there. There's a cowboy wampa. Cowboy cowboy. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little Han Solo. <laughs> Man, now I want to read... <laughs> little Indian John Ratzenberger. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, um, yeah. Pinocchio is my number three. Uh, this is one of the other Disney movies I owned as a kid. And, uh... Yeah. You got no strings to hold me down. Yeah. Make me he's got a fairy... Make me frown. Brings him to life, and he's got a cricket friend, and he gets drunk, turns into an ass, <laughs> yeah. smokes get the good Pleasure Island. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Pleasure Island does seem pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the rough house. Oh. Yeah, he's... Beat people up, play pool. Remember when the No Strings song played with Age of Ultron, and it seemed super awesome, and then we actually saw that movie. Yeah, how'd they get the rights to that? Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, remember when they used to do the Got No Strings on Fantasmic, and they took that out. Uh, no, did they? Yeah. Why? Because now they have to put in stuff from the new movies because people don't know anything well, about they can Pinocchio. Sh- they can sh- well, like, how many kids fucking know Peter Pan? And that's like the main thing is they go by in the book. No, they took that out too. What? Now it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You're fucking kidding me. You're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. So what do they do with that awesome like uh, gator animatronic that like falls away? <laughs> that, that is gone. What? Now it's Jack Sparrow fighting a bunch of pirates. Disney's on out of their goddamn minds. <laughs> That's, yeah. How yeah. awesome was that? Like seeing the the gator go by. <laughs> gator was pretty terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty awesome. No way. <laughs> do, 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 do they still do they still have Ursula going by? Because that, that looks pretty rad when she's going by too. No, I don't ever remember Ursula going by. Yeah, she's on like one of the boats. No, well, or that didn't happen when I worked there, and it doesn't happen now. She comes up; they have a big. She's on on the screen. Yeah, yeah. I always remember her on the screen. Yeah, she talks about eating Mickey Mouse's testicles or something like that. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, Pinocchio, great. Alex, number two. My number two is, if you think about it, is a little bit like Beauty and the Beast. That movie is Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Right? That's a very guy that's like uh, up in his tower and stuff with claw hands and everything. Everybody sees him as a monster. He falls in love with the fair young Winona Ryder who can do a very special ping pong ball trick. Winona Ryder. (laughs) And then at the end, you practically have all of the townspeople with like uh, pitchforks and torches. And he's up there making snow. Gold Eddie Scissorhands. I have never seen Edward Scissorhands. It's pretty good. It's been a while since I've seen it. I might watch it this holiday season. 
I did see Nightmare on Elm Street the other day. Oh, same thing. Yeah. It's got Johnny Depp and a guy with scissor hands. So let's yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> Damn, that's good. That's a sequel. Yeah. yeah. It's one of his dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Scott, number two. My number two is The Princess Bride. Uh, Damn it. Yeah, it follows the, again, the classic fairy tale structure. Where you get the, the happy ending. There's a little bit of magic going on there. Um, instead of a fairy godmother, though, it's a... It's a, <laughs> it's a miracle it's mix. A, it's, a, it's an old Jewish man. <laughs> uh, you got that, and you, you actually literally have the fairy tale as the, the grandfather reads to the, to the, to the grandson. Yeah, I should have yeah. thought of that. We, that's good. And we all know the Princess Bride. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. So that's my mm-hmm. number two. It'd take a miracle. All right, uh, my number two is Liar. Is, Liar. It's another Mickey Mouse or Disney movie, <laughs> and this one it is Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, that one's awesome. Yeah. So, I thought this is more classic fairy tale with the beanstalk thing so i don't even know if it's a full-length movie i just remember watching it while i was a kid at my grandma's house uh, kind of it's longer than usual it's about 20 minutes i say okay 20, 30 long. minutes the food scene in that all-timer yeah <laughs> they're like diving into like the jello yeah, yeah. wait but what is the dis or oh, is that christmas carol when they're cu- or is that when they're cutting the the uh, ham so in such thin pieces they're like clear no that's that one and he's cutting a bean oh it's a bean yeah I think yeah. it's just one bean that. oh no one slice of bread that he's cutting so thin that it's clear yeah for like Donald and, then, and Goofy and yeah and then they have two of those clear shavings and they have a slice of bean in the middle so <laughs> when he holds it like parallel to the to the camera it's just a line with a little bump in the middle <laughs> yeah uh, and then Donald goes bonkers, as usual. <laughs> yeah, does he, like, see Goofy's head as a ham or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Making stuff. Yep. <laughs> and then the... See, I get this one confused with the one where he fights more giants or something. But this is the one where he smokes... Smoke. <laughs> yeah. Is that no, this one? that's a different one. That's a different That's the one. Mickey the Giant Killer. Okay. Seven in one blow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seven! That... So anyway, but Mickey Smoke. the Beanstalk... Very cool, and they get the harp and all that stuff. So, there it is, number two. Alex, what's your number one? My number one, and I, it's I'm due for rewatching this movie because I love it so much. Commando, oh, brother, where out art thou? Oh. Okay, what did you think I was going to say? Commando. Oh, <laughs> repeat, Commando. <laughs> so that an interpretation of the Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou? Phenomenal, Coen Brothers joint. I'm a Depper Dan man. I've never seen that movie either. Really? Wow. That has some amazing, uh, this was bluegrass. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's got yep. a fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But I did read the Iliad in Latin, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Count. <laughs> yeah. We did Extra the, credit? We did the, not only did we do the Iliad, we did the Aeneid. Yeah. Ugh. Lesser known cousin to the Iliad. And she had horns like a mother. She had horns like a mother. Yes. 
All right. Well, uh, Scott, number one. Number one. Uh, started with a video game. Gonna end with a video game. Uh, and uh, one of my, my Bonk's own... adventure. What? A... <laughs> Conk's adventure. Bad fur day. Yeah, yeah. Conker's bad fur day. So one of my all-time favorites um, in, in any genre um, is, a, is a game called The Longest Journey. Um, and it's oh damn! That it's, it's, I'm it's due for a replay. It's, a, on that it's one. an amazing story. It's a blend of um, pure fairy tale mixed with a like a sci-fi world. It just kind of goes back and forth. And, um, the whole thing, the talking crow. The whole thing, yeah. And then the whole the whole thing plays out. You know, the, the traditional hero's journey. Um, it's got one of the, the the great main characters, April Ryan. Um, and yeah, I could I could talk about this game all day. Um, it, it did come out in '99. It's a little rough now. if Somebody wants to sit down and play it. Although mm-hmm. they just did a a like a fan made HD pack for it. Um, oh, that's cool. Although you know it's still that same engine. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, you know a f- one of the more immersive video game experiences I've ever had. Just playing through this point and click adventure. Uh, that was the longest journey, and, and seeing the, the the story come to an end. That's my number one. Mm-hmm. If you guys play it and you can get past the uh, <laughs> the uh, pool floaty shears, it does. Puzzle, it does have. You some, are. It does have you're... some <laughs> infamously uh, illogical puzzles. Yeah, you'll get through the whole. The rest of the game is a breeze. <laughs> that fucking puzzle. Right. Would, yeah, fantastic game. Is Zelda could Zelda be considered a fairy tale? Yes, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. It follows all the same kind of. It's got a princess. It's got fairies. Got Hello. Yeah. Hello. Listen. Listen. <laughs> all right. Well, my number one. I did stray from Disney, and I did Princess Bride, which was Scott's number two. Um, come on, got to be there. Yeah. Should have had mine in there. Don't remake it, Hollywood. You dumb bastards. Yeah, you pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah. Alex eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's dude, whatever. There's so much good stuff about that movie. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, there's a giant. Look at that. It's everything we've talked about is all in this movie. Sword fights, giants. Is this a kissing movie? <laughs> yeah. This is a kissing book. Yeah, it's, it's got, got friends, video games. Hardball yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. It's got Fred Savage. <laughs> Peter Falk, hey. Yeah, it's got a Spaniard. <laughs> guy with six fingers, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Good Nig- old Harry Nig- Shearer. Nigel. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's my list. You guys have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Stardust. Oh, that's a good one. That's a little Gilliam. Gilliam book. The book is pretty good, and I love the movie. Is that Gilliam? I, I thought it was. No, you mean Terry Gilliam? Yeah. No, that's uh, he's Terry Gilliam's uh, director. I thought he did the book too. No, 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 no. It's uh. Or Pratchett? No. Hold on. Matthew mm-hmm. Vaughn. Yeah, he directed it. Matthew Vaughn directed it. Um, Goldman wrote the screenplay, and Vaughn the screenplay. 
Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, thank you. Neil Gaiman, yes. thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's the other one. That's what I was trying to go with. All right. All right, well, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Well, it looks like uh, hockey players have it rougher now than they ever have. Oh, how so? Well, because technology is working against them. All the players. Because pucks are flying way too fast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't because of new, Because of uh, new technology with the sticks and just the training overall getting better for all the players. So there's more players that can hit harder rather than there being like a, a larger gap between like the really good like uh, hard shots and the other ones that couldn't shoot so good but could still do, you know, other stuff in hockey. So there's a lot more injury, injuries when uh, players try to block pucks. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is that they should just go back to, to heavier pucks. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Heavier or just hockey worse sticks. hockey sticks. Just like older <laughs> hockey sticks. Yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is kind of weird that hockey just let these sticks come in and like it's like baseball would just allow all of a sudden loud aluminum bats like oh they just God. allow <laughs> they just allow it to happen and then what's happening now is it's taken time but now kids have only known these type of sticks and they can use them so much better like they don't it's not even about power it's about technique and let the stick do the work and stuff like that yeah everyone could rip it now it's pretty crazy and then they're hockey players so like they're <laughs> they're totally expected to sacrifice their bodies and they're, they're, okay, they, right. they won't they won't play if they don't unless they're like super Booking awesome right. right yeah get in front of the puck you got shin pads on mm-hmm. you better hit it if he doesn't hit the shin pad and hit your foot owie yep broken broken bones yeah there's so there's a lot more injuries than blocking pucks now man I, I, I wouldn't want to even want to be a goalie goalie's fine you got all the equipment on mm-hmm eh. so okay you know the why you have to be mad guy. <laughs> why? Yeah, it's only a game. Why you have to be mad? Yeah, uh, Ilya Briskolov is his name, and <laughs> they have. If you guys are familiar with twenty four seven, they do it for like boxing and stuff like that. They went for hockey one year. And they were don't, talking. Don't they do it every about, year for like the the Christmas game or whatever. The outdoor. They game. they did only for a few years, okay. and then nobody likes hockey. They didn't get ratings, so they stopped. <laughs> oh, that's it. oh, fucking right. <laughs> uh, he was talking about how. I'm not crazy. I got pads and mask on. Chief tells defenseman, you block shot. Now, now who's the crazy one? Like, everybody's right. Like, they tell the, the goalie's got all the gear on and he takes a shot. Now, that's a big deal. But the other guy with the other jabroni has to get in front of the puck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right, it's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so, uh, took a couple plane flights. Um, the, the in-flight entertainment on separate planes, completely different planes, uh, was broken halfway through each of them. So I only got to catch uh, one and a half movies. Uh, but here we go. So <laughs> on, on my way to my destination, I saw half of Shazam and then caught the rest of it on the way back. Uh, so, Jeff, you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so, and sorry if we talked about this, because I don't think we've talked about this since uh, I took my trip. Is that right? 
Oh, well, talking about it again. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, what did you guys think about it, for starters? I liked it. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot. So, I, I also enjoyed it. Uh, so, DC's got a string of these kind of, you know, not, not changing the world, but fun stuff. Uh, hopefully they can keep it going. Although Alex basically shat all over Joker, I haven't seen haven't seen Joker yet. Mm. Um, although Joker doesn't like necessarily it. look like a fun movie. It uh, isn't. So. <laughs> Even if it was good, it's it's not a fun movie. So, uh, you know, they, yeah, I've they, not been able to see that yet either. Yeah, so they're starting to get that that kind of formula down, where it doesn't have to be all dour. Uh, so. Uh, Zachary Levy, Levi, um, is really good here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of mimicking the, the the kid actor that gets to play Billy Batson. I think they they were smart making Billy a little older. Uh, you know, because I think in the comics he's supposed to be like what ten or something like that, eleven. Uh, I think he's supposed to be yeah like twelve, like preteen. Yeah, here they make him like a sophomore in high school, and that yeah. that works a lot better. Um, so that way he understands the stakes a lot more than, like, again, a, a, an 11-year-old would. Uh, Mark Strong is always dependable as as a villain, heavy. Mm-hmm. Although the movie does devolve into, like, CGI blobs fighting uh, against the heroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the scene, without spoiling scene, the scene where he's, like, yelling his evil master yeah, plan that, that and was he like, can't hear him. Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there a lot of fun stuff going on here. Uh, so uh, maybe they build off of this somehow. I don't know. Uh, so that that was Shazam, and, that, and I like their their message about family in this more than like a lot of the other DC movies. They they kind of tried that a little bit with the uh, Justice League, and, and obviously fell flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here it makes a lot more sense. Aquaman, and it works a lot better. Aquaman has a fucked up family. Yeah. Uh, the other movie that I saw, like, well, it was not half, more like three quarters, was Battle Angel Alita. I've seen that, too. Um, so uh, it was it was enjoyable. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, uh, I felt like uh, Christoph Waltz was definitely slumming here. <laughs> so, and so was Mahershala Ali. Um I, I got and, and he was like, and even Jennifer Connelly, all uh, all slumming here. Uh, the 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 poor um, main girl, um, what's her name, Rose Salazar, uh, who, who plays the the titular Alita. Uh, seems like she has a rough time getting to play a real life human because right now she's got that that show on Amazon, which I highly recommend, called Undone. That's the rotoscope thing I talked a little bit about. It oh, yeah. I still have to watch um, that so too. She's Damn. the main character in that. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was dumb fun up to that point. Uh, I, I'd i seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with how they filmed it, and it was super awesome. Oh, that's fucking crazy, yeah. So, like like a lot of James Cameron stuff, like the documentaries on how they make stuff are often better than the actual movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least as equally worth a watch. Um, yeah, just knowing how they made some of it and seeing it translate on the screen was really cool. Uh, the big eye thing didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. 
which doesn't say it didn't really bother me at all once I sat down to start watching it. Uh, but wait, the what didn't bother you? The big eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that didn't really bother me. Uh, and yeah, like, I didn't finish, but I, you know, I felt like I'd already seen all I needed to see. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe there's some other cool scenes at the end. But, uh, mm, the cool rollerblading scenes. So I saw a lot of that. Like I think I stopped watching right when that was finishing up. Ugh. Uh, the roller derby th- thing. Futuristic sports. Yeah. So there was that, and finally, on on my own initiative, you know, we've been on this horror kick. Uh, I I watched a movie that I I'd heard a bit about, um, and that was I Spit on Your Grave. And uh, hmm. this was before we watched uh, Suspiria. But this one was another remake of another 70s movie. Uh, and the uh, the premise here is is actually... The, I This movie's really hard to talk about. So the, the premise for this movie is that this woman um, gets brutally sexually assaulted and then she takes her revenge on the, on the man that did it to her. And there's some very inventive deaths afterwards. There's some some good gore, um, but in order to get to that point, you have to like watch horrible things happen to this poor woman for like I don't know the first like half hour, forty five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird premise because you're like it's obviously a revenge fantasy at that at, at, you know the second half of the movie. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have to get through this other stuff first, and I don't know, just, like if you really want to dive into it, like the morality of everything. Uh, but that said, there, there's some there's some good deaths in this, uh, so I, I I I can't say I I recommend it necessarily, but um, you know there, there was some entertaining stuff in there. So I spit on your grave. It was a, it was a movie I watched. Uh, so that's basically what I want to talk about is these few re- so pseudo reviews anyway uh, Alex mm-hmm. anything you wanted to mention uh, yeah Destiny 2 is free to play on all the systems all of them Mm-hmm. and it gives you you can play all the DLCs and everything that have come up to this point except for the latest one so yeah that's a ton of gameplay right there okay uh, all for free and Damn it, I stuff, paid all the... for all of those, too. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I have not paid for shit. <laughs> I love yeah. that series. So. Go ahead and play it, and the microtransactions are actually, you know, pretty non-invasive. Because it's all like, uh, um, whatchamacallit? Cosmetics? Glamorous cosmetics. Thank you. It's all just stuff that makes you look a little bit better, if you want. Looking cute, feeling cute. Yep. So not that big a deal. So it's 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 a good deal. And the latest expansion was only like what thirty bucks. I would know. I don't remember, mm. but but yeah, it's still fun. I'm diving back into it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, my my biggest pet peeve on video games now is it takes over five minutes to start a game. <laughs> Took you over five minutes to finish that. Sentence. I know. I'm trying to give a, a realistic <laughs> time. Oh shit! Jeff is buffering. <laughs> It takes five minutes at least to, from the moment you turn on your Xbox, and then you say, "I'm gonna collect the set the game," and then it's wait, five, wait, five wait. squirrels sitting on takes the branch. Takes forever. 
Oh, my uncle's wrench. Seven. Do you guys not agree? Yeah, it does take a while, but I think um, I just use it because I, I usually start it up and then I go like get a beer, or go to the bathroom, or do something, and then yeah. come back. And, hey, I mean, everything ready has to go. a long load time in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To... Put put a Nintendo cartridge in there, instant. That's not yeah, that, even that's, that's not that's true a... anymore. <laughs> well, I'm saying old Nintendo. Oh, yeah, old like, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they should. Someone should do the t- uh, time lapse of okay. You turn on your Xbox and you get into your game, and someone puts a cartridge to Nintendo. And I bet you could beat Super Mario Brothers faster than it takes to <laughs> <laughs> start Destiny. That was notoriously bad. It takes forever to load, and then you're finally you're in space or whatever. And then you by the time you pick where you want to go, it's like ugh, ugh. Yeah, just take a while. But I still love that game. <laughs> Speaking of games, Junk, Dr. Junkenstein is back for Overwatch. Yeah, I played it a little bit. It is They added a couple heroes, and play, if you played it before, played it on a little bit of a higher difficulty because we like rocked it on the easiest one. And I was playing yeah. with just a bunch of randos. Yeah, same here. I like to play as... Um... Oh, who's the guy who like floats and he debuffs yeah. and heals? Zenyatta. That yeah. was me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. There it is. Robot. Alright. Uh Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? Yeah, the new Star Wars trailer was released today. Did not watch. It uh yeah, I got I've only watched it twice and not really paying full attention, but yeah, it was interesting. I am... Um, I don't know. They're riding horses on the on a Star Destroyer, it seems like. So I don't know what the fuck's going on in this uh, movie. What? <laughs> I think that's what Jeez. I saw. I gotta pay more uh, attention. Well, the, shit. The, the upside is that nothing could be more ridiculous than BB-8 walking around on that droid legs. <laughs> BB-8, you got new droid legs. <laughs> yeah. And they're like reprogramming C-3PO in the trailer, and he's like, oh, I'm going to say goodbye to my friends. And it's like, whatever. I don't know. I'm going to go with a positive attitude, folks. I bought our tickets. We're going. We'll be there opening Friday. Did you get mine? I did. Alright. Yeah, I think I believe... Uh, so Jeff, Jeff offered to buy them, and I believe my response was, eh, I've seen the other two. I might as well. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yep. I think Chris said the same thing. Yeah, like... In for a penny, in for a pound. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it, Lunger. Well, I, I definitely wasn't going <laughs> to buy the tickets because I, I bought the tickets last time. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Well. Positive attitude, guys. Come on. It's the end of a saga. Uh, I, I'm going to go in with, with just not, not a negative attitude, just low expectations. Oh, yeah. I have low expectations. But Same. I'm going to keep them positive. No, I'm okay. too. I'm, I, I don't have the energy to hate anymore. So it's yeah. it's going to have to be... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Last Jedi levels of, of irritating for me to, to to be angry walking out of the theater. So I'm looking at they released a new poster and it's got right dead center huge Ray and then the background Kylo's mask and then it's got Poe and Finn and then some chick with the robot mask and two guns and old Lando and Chewie. I think that's a warlock from Destiny too. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. Yeah, Ego. Um, oh, R2, BB-8, C-3PO, and some other little droid. Um, Rosie? Rose? I forgot her name. Rose, I think. Some uh, chick riding a horse. Don't know who that is. 
And, uh, so it's yeah. not a centaur? I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's a Boombabat. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said. But I do know is look for some more uh, Star Wars content coming to this podcast channel as I nerd out. So mm-hmm. when does that release? December 19th. I wonder when that lines up with the 300. That's after, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know. We'll talk about Star Wars on our 300, folks. Amongst a great many things. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You want this. And the the Emperor's in the trailer, too. Or his voice again. And I think you kind of see him. And I'm pretty sure she's on indoor because I think she kicks uh, Leia's helmet. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Think that. I hope Kylo kills an Ewok. That'd be the best ever. Hope an Ewok. We see an Ewok eating. Somebody. What, what if he? What if he like spears like I don't know, like four or five Ewoks, and like on the same blade, and then just like roasts them over a fire with with the lightsaber hmm they cook them from the inside out they would <laughs> I don't know and then you take off his helmet and go mom <laughs> yup nup alright yup nup yup nup yup yup nup I still think there are, I don't know if you guys have been well Alex, no, Scott hasn't been have you been to watch the fireworks yet in Galaxy's Edge Scott Alex I have not. No. They do the fireworks there. I mean, obviously, the fireworks you can see from anywhere. They don't have any music there, but they should be playing the Yub Nub song while the fireworks are going off in Galaxy's Edge. It's genius. It's, it's no brainer. Yeah. I'm, I'm baffled that they don't. And they should bring out some helmets and you can play drums on them. But alas, they won't. Oh, and they've all. Oh, this is another news. So, in Galaxy's Edge, everything is supposed to be in world. And, you know, you don't buy a chicken sandwich. You buy a, a Tauntaun sandwich. And apparently people complain because that's gobble, confusing. Gobble. And they've already backed down from that. So, so now you go and you just buy a turkey sandwich. Boo. Yeah. I'm that. still going to order a Tauntaun sandwich. So stupid. Okay, I'll take it's a Tauntaun sandwich. It's the secret menu. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to Womp Rat Burger. I'll have a... Uh, Tauntaun sandwich, uh, <laughs> Chewbacca style. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I was gonna get my chicken wings, Aunt Baru style. Oh, <laughs> extra oh, crispy. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. And with that, thanks for listening, folks. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>